Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do More Podcast. I am your host, Barrington Williamson. Guys, if you like any episode of the Do More Podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Not only would you be able to hear that old episode, but you'll get alerted as soon as I drop another one. And while you're there subscribing, please, 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 please go check out our website, justdomorenow.com. There you'll be able to find our mission statement, some of the things we've done, as well as some of the things we want to do in the future, as well as some links to our other ways to engage the community, like our radio, our apparel, and our social media. But nonetheless, I'm super excited to drop this episode with my girl, Damaris Linker. Um, Her and I got a chance to meet in college and been kicking it ever since. And let me tell you this, the girl I met in college and the girl she is now, well, let let me rephrase that. The woman she is here now, uh, man, just completely is, is mind-blowing, really. Start off somebody is super quiet, but now she's outspoken on social media, doing live videos, and I, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. So just sit back, relax, uh, enjoy my conversation with the Marys Linker, the Director of Volleyball Operations at Texas Tech, Gold Red Raiders. <laughs> Hey, Damaris, how you doing? Hey, Barry, I'm doing great. How have you been? I've been fantastic. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, the sun is out, hot, people are moving around. Lockdown seems to be over compared to what it was before this. So, how you been? I've been great. Um, I just, first of all, want to thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited. I've loved watching um, this new movement and brand that you've started, Do More. It's, it's really awesome, and I've loved listening to some of the episodes you've done so far. Um, so I'm in Texas currently living mm. here, um, and it's a beautiful day here as well. So love that the sun shines out. So. Absolutely. Well, cool. So there's going to be a ton of people who don't know who you are, so I would love to give you a couple minutes to explain who you are, where you're from, where you're currently at right now, you're just at Texas, and then what you do for uh, for work. Awesome, yes. So I, um, Barry and I actually met at Quincy University. Um, I played volleyball there and he played football, so just student-athlete friends and just friends in general. Um, he was always, always making us laugh and having a great time. Um, so since then, I have actually lived in three other states uh, other than Illinois. So I first graduated college with an accounting and finance degree and went to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers in their um, auditing and assurance uh, portion of their work, and I really didn't enjoy that. I missed uh, volleyball a lot, and I had the opportunity to go back to volleyball and become a graduate assistant coach at a small school in Illinois. So I took that opportunity, and then everything's just kind of gone from there. Um, I then went to grad school in Ohio, 
um, got my master's, did some little bit of coaching there, did a director of volleyball operations role. And that's the role I've been in ever since then, which is about six years now, I think. Um, so I got my degree at Ohio, and then I got the full-time job at the University of Mississippi. I um, worked there for three years, and then just recently I took a new job as the same thing, Director of Volleyball Operations at Texas Tech University. So that's where I'm at now. I'm in Lubbock, Texas. Wow, Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Raiders, right? Yes, that is correct. That's yes. awesome. One of my good friends from high school, um, Chris Winnikey, went to Texas Tech. Based on all the places you've been at so far, what would you say has been one of your favorite places out of Lubbock or Ohio or maybe back in Illinois where you're at as well? Yes. Um, I mean, I love, of course, I love Illinois because I'm a homebody. I'm a family person. So my family is all pretty much in Illinois. So I love being really close to them. Um, but since then, I mean, I just moved to Lubbock at the end of January. So it's been kind of an interesting time to move and um, be in a new job, which I'm very grateful for. Um, so I've been here, you know, a couple months, but been inside most of the time. <laughs> um, but I'm sure I'm going to love it. It's, it's, uh, I'm a small town girl, so it's, it's funny because it's actually the biggest city I've ever lived in. Um, and it's, it's about like 250,000 people, <laughs> so um, not that big, but, um, but really I would say um, my time at um, the University of Mississippi, which is in Oxford, Mississippi, I really loved it. Um, I kind of think I fell, I fell into my career, and I really started learning a ton, and I was surrounded by wonderful people. I've, I've met some really, really great friends when I lived there, and so I, I might say that that was, that's probably one of my, my favorite places so far, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get, get that way with Texas uh, sooner than later, so. Absolutely, well, I hope you get a chance to explore Lubbock, I, I hear a lot of good things about the city, so um, you should definitely try yeah. a number of different eateries there, so before we, <laughs> we get too far into the podcast, I would be crazy not to talk about how um, COVID has affected a lot of people. And with you specifically around the university and things of that nature, how has it impacted right. you? And then how do you guys move forward from here? Sure. So, um, again, thankfully, we had – so volleyball is a fall sport. So that's our main competitive season, like with football. So the spring is our off season. So we get to do some practices and different stuff in the spring. So we were able to have about half of our spring season, which mm. we're grateful for that. Um but then basically right at spring break is kind of when um, everything started happening and it really started, people really started going into like lockdown and quarantine. So since then, um, we've been working from home. We've been doing a lot of team meetings on Zoom and uh, different things like that, trying to come up with creative ideas to keep the staff and the team engaged and try to just keep us prepared for the fall because, um, you know, having positive vibes about having a full regular fall season. Um, we're still kind of waiting just to see what happens in the, in the country and everywhere. So, but we've been, we've been good. Um, it's been, it's been fine working from home and just trying to stay connected. That's awesome. Well, I will send definitely positive vibes from here to over you. I, w I definitely want to see you guys have a full season. It's crazy how Thank things you. could um, 
just stop at a drop of a dime. I was at a, a wedding around that spring break time with Todd, who went to GU as well, and he's a teacher. Okay. And then that was his last time actually working the school year, so that was just really crazy to see that you can go on spring break and never come back to the actual school yes. season. It, it was really wild. Well, yes. you um you talked about going to PWC after graduating, and then now you're back in volleyball. So talk to me yes. and talk to the, the people about that transition. What made you really disdain working in the corporate environment of PWC to want to go right back to volleyball after uh, graduating from GU? So um, I, you know, I've always had a business mindset. My parents are both self have been self-employed pretty much my whole life. So I've always loved business. So that's what I majored in. And I thought, you know, I was probably going to do that after college. Um, and then when I did and I stepped into that job specifically, I really missed, um, I guess, human interaction and <laughs> For my whole life, I was passionate about volleyball and passionate. I had different things that I was passionate about. And once I stepped into that job, I wasn't, I didn't have any passion for it. I didn't, I didn't um, enjoy myself on a daily basis. I really kind of kept to myself and sat in a cubicle and worked on my computer for, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. And that really just wasn't, wasn't like me. And I knew that, I knew pretty quickly that there had to be, more for me and I was kind of meant to do more than that and I mean it was a it was a wonderful job straight out of college so that's that wasn't the issue at all Um, it just wasn't for me and so when I had the opportunity it was actually a local high school coach got the head coaching job at the small division three school Um, she reached out to me and kind of asked if I would be interested and that's what got me back into volleyball and I had no idea after graduation that I'd be back and working in volleyball, but um, it worked out really well, and it's definitely what I'm passionate about, and I've kind of found my, my groove from here, from there. So That's awesome. So what have you learned yeah. through the different programs that you've been at? I think you were at Rockford, and then you did some club, yep. and then Ohioed, and, and then Ole Miss, and then now you're at Texas Tech. So throughout the different organizations, yes. what's been some of the, the most – impactful things you've learned so far so that's an awesome question I mean for me it's been 100% about the relationships um, you know and learning how to work with other people and the communication communication is something I've learned that was one of my first pieces of advice when I got to Ohio um, in the role that I was in was over communication and that's something I've learned and really kind of grown into I felt like communication has always been a big part of me because I've always um, loved to be in a leadership role and enjoyed helping other people. Um, But communication has been something that has to just be so detailed. And I have to be very assertive in in the way I talk and communicate to people in my profession right now. So that's been really cool. And then it's all about the people, really. I mean, whatever whatever you're in, if you enjoy the people you're around, you're going to do a great job and you're going to enjoy what you're doing. So um, I've just learned to really um, create relationships, better relationships with people and really get to know people and see who they are, you know, other than maybe their titles. So other than coach or other than player, um, kind of see who they are outside of that. So that's been a big thing I've been trying to do and learn more about. Okay. And that, and that brings me to a solid question I have for you. Um, specifically around okay. titles and, and the position that you're in right now. So when someone looks at your title, you're director of volleyball operations. 
Um, you mentioned uh, yeah. other than powerful, like coach and player. Specifically, what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis, and how do you impact the individuals that may be on the team and in the front office as well? Yes, I love that question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it sounds like a big title, but it's it's um, not. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I love my job and everything. So on a daily basis, I am pretty much the behind-the-scenes logistics coordinator, um, communicator, scheduler. I am the one who um, books all of our travel. So I book all of our flights, our hotels. I set up all of our team meals. Um, I'm the one who organizes our equipment and our gear. Um, so ordering all the jerseys and practice clothes and shoes and all that kind of stuff. And then there's just, you know, so many other things like you being an athlete, you kind of know there's tons of different departments within just the athletic department. So I work with the marketing team on game day and how we're going to market our games and how fans are going to come into the stadium or arena. And I work with our social media person, helping out with social media and trying to boost that a little bit. I work with our compliance on, on the rules and what we can and can't do as a team and as a program. And, um, and then the other big thing I do is I really just try to support the coaches in any way they need supported. So if they need help with certain tasks, or they need, they need me to create a document for something they're trying to work on. Um, that's really one of my other big pieces that I do. Um, and then there's just other little things that come up every day. So it's, it's fun. It's fun. My job is fun. I, um, every day is different for me, which is what I have loved about it, too. Well, that's awesome. So based on all the different areas that you get an impact, the social media, the travel, and things of that nature, what's been the hardest job that you've had like in terms of might not necessarily understanding your duties and constantly have to learn the different things so based on what you all the things you've done what's been the hardest thing to, to pick up so far um that's a great question <laughs> um the heart i think you know one of the hardest things is just kind of learning the system that the university uses i guess you would say so that's kind of in in any aspect or all aspects so and that's kind of fresh in my mind right now because I just moved to a new university and just the different processes they use for paperwork and business and the budget and all that stuff. So just always kind of relearning and not not thinking that you know the way to do it, um, but asking questions and, and kind of learning <clears throat> what they do there. So I think that's been, been one of the things. And then now that you've, you're now a part of the the operation side of things before you're a player. Is there anything that you have experienced being on the other side of the table that you didn't necessarily know was a component going into the role? Yes. So it's amazing what comes at head coaches and comes at the assistant coaches on a daily basis. So I think as a player, you know, you think, and really anybody in kind of the outside world, you just think, oh, coaches just show up for practice and they coach and, and then they go out recruiting and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> um, there's just so many things like our, you know, our head coach could be, could literally have 15 to 20 different topics that he's talking about with someone each day. You know, it could be scheduling for the next fall, even though we haven't even gotten to this fall yet. It could be, you know, where the, what recruiting trips they're going to go on. It could be what's our marketing plan for the fall and how we're going to 
get fans to come to our games. There's just there's just so many things I think as a player specifically, um, you don't realize how many things the coaches are dealing with and working on every single day. It's not just it's not just one or two main things. Yeah, I, I can totally agree with that because there's some things that I had no idea coaches went through or teachers specifically would go through. And then now that we've mm-hmm. grown and that we know uh, different pieces and what they have to do on a day-to-day basis, like buy their own supplies and stuff like that, it's just really wild to me. Um, yes. Going forward now, what have you experienced or what would you consider has been some of the hurdles you had to overcome to get to where you're at right now? Yes. Um, I feel like just kind of the hurdles, some hurdles, which I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would call them hurdles, just, you know, learning and experiences, but really learning how to work well with your staff. Um, I think that's been, you know, every staff that I've been with has been a little bit different and I've always tried to be the one who kind of brings people together and tries to find common ground between, you know, one or two other people and, making sure everybody's on the same page communication-wise in my area and what I need to be doing. And so I think um, just kind of learning learning people and understanding people and finding the best way to, to try to work together has been something that's been one of the bigger learning experiences, I would say, for sure. So what would be some advice that you would give? For, this is a two-part question. What would be some advice that you would give to someone who wants to follow behind you and get into the director of operations route? And then what would be some advice that you would give to a younger female or even a male who is a volleyball player looking to get into college who hopes to want to be a coach in in the future? What would be advice for those people? So first, I guess I would say um, just get started, get involved somewhere. I mean, I, my first introduction, other than playing in college, my first introduction into, I guess you would say the business or this career was at a very, very small division three school that nobody's ever heard of. (laughs) And um, so I would just say, really get involved, try to meet people, try to see. And sometimes, you know, I was a graduate assistant, so I was getting paid a small stipend and um, I was getting some tuition covered, but I think it's, you know, sometimes you might have to do something for free. You might have to volunteer. You might have to, you know, talk to some coaches and and get their advice. Um, So I would really just say start reaching out to people and start maybe, you know, asking, asking people for help. So if you have a mentor or you have a coach that you know in the profession or, you know, at the school or in the sport that you're interested in getting into, just reach out to them and ask for help. I think that's another big thing I've learned. People are willing to help, for sure. I, at least in my experience, people have been so great in helping me and just conversations I've had and reaching out to other people. So that would be one to get. And then to get into operations, um, just get started. <laughs> I mean, apply apply for any job that you might be interested within, you know, within experience, obviously, and within reason. I mean, if you know, I don't. I don't necessarily think that you shouldn't apply for a three to five years experience job, even if you don't have any. If you're right out of college, I don't think you should not apply for that kind of job. You know, but I just think getting getting out there, and then um, if you're if you're in college or you're wanting to get into coaching for that second part of your question, 
I would just say, you know, reach out to your current coach or um, another coach in your athletic department and ask them some questions and, you know, ask them how they get started. They got started and learn their story. And everybody has a different story and everybody's journey is a little different. So just really kind of reaching out to people and talking to people and letting them know what you're interested in and, and seeing seeing where they can help you. And then just last last but not least is working hard (laughs) if you get an opportunity you get an opportunity to be involved with a team or your first job or a graduate assistant position you have to work hard and put everything you have towards it otherwise you might not have a great you know reputation or somebody might not be able to help you because you didn't work hard in that role you know in that first level role so that would be my advice that's all solid advice power networking, the power of asking questions, and then when you get the opportunity, you better make it count. That's all solid yes. advice. So I was, um, yes. before I get into the last couple of questions I have for you, um, I wanted to talk about your mm-hmm. journey on social media. Um, when I, when yeah. I first met you, you were pretty reserved, quiet, and then <laughs> you slowly started getting out of your shell, and then now recently you've been talking a lot about uh, being encouraged and being a uh, accepting compliments and things of that nature on your social media or your Instagram specifically. So what's been the uh, the biggest factor for you jumping out of your shell and being more confident in the person you are and the words you have for people? Yes. <laughs> I've gotten that question a lot lately, which <laughs> I love. Um, so, you know, you know her, but some people on the podcast may or may not know her. So my sister, Hope, um, she's been a huge inspiration. She um, currently owns her own business as a social media marketer. She helps small businesses with their social media and marketing and all those great things. So she's really encouraged me because of how she's um, done on her social media. She's been really brave, really courageous. She's given people so many free tips, free business tips, free social media tips, and that's been really cool. And then I've just felt, especially during this time, that I just want to connect with more people. And I feel like social media, there's so much power in social media in connecting with, you know, you know, someone like you. We haven't we haven't really gotten the chance to talk in in a while and everybody kinda goes their own separate ways and lives their lives, but it's so great to just connect with people via social media when you get the chance. So that's been that's been that and then one other thing I guess I would say is that I feel like I take so much from social media. Like I love social media and I love listening to other people and what they what they're sharing and and positive things and all of that. So I just wanted to try to maybe give back a little bit on my social media and see where see where it goes from there. I love it. I definitely have been uh <laughs> making notice of every time you drop a, a gem in your video so keep it up I, I know a lot of people are getting a lot of value out of that um, so thank cool. you absolutely thank you. absolutely so the way i like to end all um episodes is with a couple uh, intimate questions uh not so intimate okay. i guess but um the first <laughs> question i have for you is how do you want to be remembered so like when all said and done what is the legacy you want to leave behind um you know i thought about that a little bit recently and just kind of thought about that it's been something you know being in different sports programs and kind of leaving you know as a senior and different things I've thought about that 
Um, but right now, where I'm at is I really want to be remembered as someone who's been kind to people. I want to be remembered. Something uh, my parents have always taught me is to see the good in everybody and see what they have to offer. And I just I want to be remembered as someone who, you know, took the time to to get to know people and and see what they had to offer. Um, and then I want to be known as someone who is passionate about life and about her family and friends and what she did and and just you know passionate about giving back. So. Those are some of the things I want to be remembered for. Okay, I like that. Um, and as, <laughs> as as I look through your your social media, um, most recently I see a lot of pictures of your parents. Um, I think more so of your mom than anything. Talk to us about mm-hmm. the impact your mom has had on you in your life. Yes. So I'll I'll just preface this with saying, um, my dad just doesn't like being in pictures. So <laughs> he he's there. He just doesn't enjoy being in pictures. But um, Yes, so my mom has been a businesswoman, kind of like how I mentioned at the beginning. She's um, been self-employed businesswoman my whole life, so she's just shown me the power of hard work. She's shown me the power of kindness, um, going out of your way to help other people, and um, she's shown me a lot of confidence. You know, she is has worked in in car sales actually and she's also worked in insurance and financial services which um, sometimes you know the majority of that can be male which um, so she's been a strong female and just a strong um, businesswoman and a strong leader in what she does and so that's been that's been a huge thing and she's you know taught me a lot about passion and and kind of taught me it almost everything I know, so, (laughs) and she's just always, she's always been there, too, so I'm really, I'm grateful for that, I never take that for granted for one second, that my parents have always been able to be there for me, and, and watch, you know, watch Hope and I play volleyball, and, and do those things, so, very grateful for that. That's so awesome, I love that, um, what is the kindest thing someone's ever done for you? The kindest thing someone, I would just say, to me, what has been really, what I thought is kind is just the the mentorship that I've had from some some of the coaches and some of the friends that I've that I've um, worked with and have known for a long time, and some that I've just recently met. I feel like people, like I kind of mentioned, people. People are willing to help if you ask for it and if you, you know, if you work hard. And so I feel like just the kindness is, you know, people reaching out to maybe my next, helping me get my next job or, you know, giving me advice on something, maybe when they're going through some of their own stuff in their coaching world or they're with their team, but they're they're willing to give me a couple of minutes on the phone and, and chat with me and let me know how to get through it. So that's, that's something that I've really embraced and really want to pay it forward as well so um I I would just that's kind of been something that's really stuck out to me is just the different people along the way who have really given me their time and energy to help me definitely shout out to the people who give it their energy I love that um and then the last (laughs) question I have for you is imagine you're in you're in the best place ever. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you close your eyes and you're just imagining that you're in the happiest place that you can possibly be. 
Who is one person that would be right alongside of you if you could, if you had that other option? So that's pretty pretty easy for me. This is a good question to end on. So this would be my sister Hope, who you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but she so she's two years younger than me. She's been my best friend for our entire lives. She's it's funny because we're actually we're different. You know, our personalities are different, but we've grown. And we've always been close, but I, I would say we've grown super close just in the past couple of years with um, just kind of where we want our life to go and our vision and um, how the women we want to be and all that stuff. So she'd be right there with me. We'd be on a beach somewhere because that's our, our favorite place to be by the water. So that's where that's where we would be. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I really yeah. appreciate you giving me some time today. I hope the people who listen to this podcast get a ton of value out of it. We talked a lot about your upbringing. We talked about some of the hurdles you came across as you started in the corporate world, but realized quickly that that is not for you. So you went back to the passion that you love and and you're doing well. So I I hope that people reach out to you, ask for advice. And with that being said, where, where can people find you? What's your, are you on social media outside of Instagram? And if so, where can people find you? Yes, so I'm on Instagram and then Facebook. Um, I've tried to, I kind of started, you know, doing more on my social media on Instagram, but I've tried to ramp up my Facebook as well. But those are the two places I'm at. So I'd love to chat with anybody. And I just want to thank you again, Barry, for having me on. It's, it's been fun. Come on, me. Be violent, danger. You can stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis, yeah.